Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Before we start, I want to tell you some exciting news. Valley 101 is launching a newsletter. Every week, I'm going to write you a newsletter to explore the Valley even more with you. There will be local places and events worth discovering, Republic stories with hints on where to live, shop, dine, and drink, retro newspaper clippings and archival photos, and behind-the-scenes fun with our team. You can sign up at valley101newsletter.azcentral.com. I'll put the link in the show notes for the episode. All right, back to the show. So today we have producer Taylor Seeley. Taylor, what's on the agenda? Today we're talking about something we sometimes see and sometimes don't. It affects all of us, but it can be more severe for certain groups of people. We're talking about air pollution. Courtney from Scottsdale asked, why is pollution so high in Phoenix? And what risk does it pose to sensitive or vulnerable people? Well, I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode. Taylor, I know you were able to fit in some interesting history, a little bit of science, and you explain how it affects all of us, even though we don't see it. So let's get into it. So before we get into how air pollution affects our health or how it's changed in the last decade or so, let's start with the basics. What is air pollution exactly? I took a trip to the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality to get these answers. It's on the Washington Street row of governmental buildings in front of the Arizona State Capitol. It's between the Arizona Corporation Commission and the Arizona Department of Liquor Licenses and Control. So it's basically a mini Washington, D.C. I spoke with their meteorologist, Matthew Pace. Matt Pace, M-A-T-T. P-A-C-E, and then a meteorologist with the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. And I spoke with their public information officer, Aaron Jordan. I'm um, Aaron Jordan. I'm the public information officer with the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. The Arizona Department of Environmental Quality is in charge of making sure our air, water, and waste is safe and up to the standards that are set by the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. The EPA was established under President Richard Nixon in 1970. Each of us all across this great land has a stake in maintaining and improving environmental quality. He argued that the government had to act decisively to protect human health. These are part of the birthright of every American. Arizona's Department of Environmental Quality was established in 1987. Now, back to Matt. So just to start out, what does that mean? What do you do? So we have a team of meteorologists here at ADEQ that forecast air quality every single day um, for Phoenix, Tucson, Nogales, and Yuma. And we look at weather conditions that influence air quality. We look at the trends in air quality that's happening, and we actually produce an hourly forecast. So members of the public can go on there and actually see what the air quality is going to be for the next five days each hour of the day. And break air quality down, what does that really even mean? So air quality here, we're mainly concerned about three main pollutants. That's ozone, that's PM10, and that's PM2.5. Now, a lot of people are probably like, what are all three of those things? So let's break them down a little bit. Okay, PM10 and PM2.5. The PM stands for particulate matter, which is microscopic solid particles or liquid drops suspended in the air. The number tells you the size of the particle. 
as you might imagine, 10 is bigger than 2.5. PM10, that think of dust. So that's particulate matter that's 10 microns or smaller. So those big dust storms that come in, that's PM10. When you're driving your car down the road, you see all that dust behind you, that is PM10. Then you have PM2.5, that's smoke. Think soot, smaller particles. That's 2.5 microns or smaller. So about 20 times smaller than the human hair. So extremely small. The problem with the 2.5 is it can get further down into your lungs and cause more breathing issues because it'll stay in your lungs. It can get into your bloodstream. Where 10, generally it'll stay higher up in your lungs. Maybe your nose will even catch it. So 2.5 is a major concern. So the first type of air pollution is PM10, which, you know, gives you boogers. The second is PM2.5, which actually gets in your lungs. That's important because it causes health problems, which we'll talk about a little bit later. The third type of air pollution, though, is ozone, which is good when it's high in the atmosphere, but it's bad for us when it's closer to the ground. And then there's ozone, which is a very complex pollutant out there. It's basically a combination of NOx and VOCs, which are produced by cars driving down the roads. They're produced by plants. It's produced by paints. It's produced by building materials. A lot of different things come together. NOxes and VOCs, those things that come out of your car or from paints or cleaners, like Matt said, that combine with sunlight to create ozone, stand for nitrogen oxides, NOxes, and volatile organic compounds, VOCs. And since our days are so long here, what happens is the sunlight comes in and interacts with those two products, the NOx and the VOCs, and it creates ozone. So ozone is not coming out of the back of your car, but it is the NOx and VOCs that's coming out of your car, and the sunlight's interacting with that to produce the ozone. So that's why typically here in the valley, ozone's the highest in the summer months, and a lot of people think, oh, it's because it's hot. Obviously, we're gonna have more ozone, but it's actually that our days are a lot longer, so you have more time for those NOx and the VOCs to interact with that sunlight to produce more and more ozone. So we could easily have a stretch of 110 plus degree days here in Phoenix and not necessarily have bad ozone. We could also have a stretch of 80 degree days and we could have terrible ozone. So it's kind of one of those misconceptions out there that heat is related to ozone. And while the ozone created from those ingredients, if you will, are dangerous anywhere, it's particularly problematic here in Phoenix. In April 2019, the American Lung Association ranked Phoenix the seventh most ozone-polluted metropolitan area in the nation. We literally got an F rating. Why? Well, the association said we failed because we're having higher spikes in pollution and the average number of unhealthy particulate matter and ozone pollution days are going up. Phoenix is surrounded by valleys, and the weather condition here is such that that pollution settles down into the valley and really just sits there. And if we don't have a lot of wind, which we typically don't see a lot of wind for sometimes weeks at a time, that pollution just continues to recycle itself. It builds up higher and higher until we get one of those storms moving through. So to review, Matt says the main pollutants we look at in Arizona to grade our air quality are particulate matter, PM10 and PM2.5, and ozone. But in other states, they also look at carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, and nitrogen dioxide. But those pollutants rarely exceed unhealthy levels in the valley, which is why the ADEQ doesn't really focus on them. But how do particulate matter and ozone affect our health? It depends on who you are. Have you ever gotten a notification on your phone or 
opened the weather app and seen it says unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups? That comes from the EPA's Air Quality Index, which measures the cleanliness of the air. The measurement goes from 0 to 500, and the higher the number, the worse the air quality. The categories are labeled with colors. So 0 to 50 is green for good, 51 to 100 is yellow for moderate, and 101 to 150 is orange, which is unhealthy for sensitive groups. 101 to 200 is red, which is just unhealthy for everyone. Purple is 201 to 300, which is very unhealthy. And maroon is 301 to 500, and that's hazardous. So that's usually when there's a wildfire or a really intense monsoon. Here's a video from ADEQ explaining how pollution affects your health. When you breathe, air travels into your lungs through a system of tiny tubes called bronchioles. These tubes carry air to small sacs that deliver oxygen to your bloodstream. In healthy lungs, the air flows freely. But when you breathe polluted air, dust particles can block the passageways, making your lungs less efficient. Coarse particles, known as PM10, accumulate in lung passages, forcing your body to work harder. You cough and wheeze as your lungs try to expel what you've inhaled. The fine dust particles, or PM2.5, can be even more dangerous. These tiny particles can travel deep into the lungs, bloodstream, and heart. They can contribute to a buildup in arteries, clog blood vessels, and damage lung tissue. Breathing ozone will irritate and cause something of a sunburn inside your lungs. In general, you're just not going to feel your best. But then there are people who are especially sensitive to the air. That includes babies and children, elderly people, or people with lung diseases such as asthma. And for those people, poor air quality can be even more dangerous. Here's a video from the EPA explaining. If you have heart disease, be smart and protect yourself from air pollution. Air pollution can trigger heart attacks, strokes, and make existing heart conditions worse. Check the daily air quality forecast, which is color-coded. Code orange or higher can be harmful to your heart. So while most people won't notice problems until the air quality reaches red or even purple, sensitive groups could notice something as early as orange. That's the case for one of our very own state senators. So can I just have you introduce yourself and your title? Yes, my name is Leela Alston and I am the state senator from Legislative District 24, which is Central Phoenix and South Scottsdale. So then take me to the start of your story. I'm very lucky because I was in a study with uh, St. Joseph's Hospital where they found the lung cancer really, really early. About five years ago, I was diagnosed with lung cancer and had to go through the treatment of, first of all, surgery that removed the lower portion of my left lung. And so, just having that portion of my lung removed compromised my ability to breathe that in and of itself. Then I had radiation and then I had chemotherapy. I asked Layla how she feels on high pollution advisory days. I, I've noticed that with even mild exertion, since I've had the lung surgery, it's harder to breathe and I don't, I'm not, um, comfortable walking as far or as quickly as I was able to before. And I noticed even going upstairs 
can cause me to have shortness of breath. And so it's, it's a serious thing for, for those of us who are compromised with our breathing. Layla also mentioned how wildfires affect people who are sensitive to air quality, like her. You know, whether they're man-made or whether they're natural, that really hurts people who live close by. And I know I was in um, Riverside visiting my daughter um, last year when they had that really big fire over there. And even though they were miles and miles away from the fire, the ash was still coming in. So that air was being polluted. And the same things happen here in Arizona to nearby communities. And it's really amazing to me how far the pollution can carry. And, and so I think it's a factor some of us who live in the valley don't think about very often because it's not as immediate to us. But we just had a forest fire up on in Cave Creek, and I'm sure that pollution came here into the valley. So it, it's another factor that we need to be aware of and that we need to do our very best to prevent. She's right. In fact, Matt brought up how air pollution travels as one of the primary lessons the ADEQ is trying to spread awareness of. If you're living up in the North Valley and you see, oh, well, air quality is only bad down in the south part of Phoenix, well, your air, your poor air up there is actually draining down into the south part of the valley. So when you go light your fireplace in, let's say, North Scottsdale, that smoke will eventually drain all the way down into South Phoenix, and it pools down there. So that's one of the reasons that we do start to see some poor levels of air quality during times of very calm, stagnant weather. To some extent, the air pollution you experience in Metro Phoenix depends on where you live. PM 2.5, for example, tends to settle in South Phoenix because of the valley's topography. Think of the valley as a shallow bowl. The lowest part is South and Southwest Phoenix. Cold air sinks, so when air cools at night, it flows to the lowest part of the bowl, South and Southwest Phoenix. Overnight, an inversion forms, which is a shallow layer of cold air that's trapped near the surface by warmer air above. When the sun rises, this inversion breaks, allowing the trapped air and pollution to rise off the ground. That's why particulate matter concentrations are normally higher at night before lowering throughout the day. However, the Northeast and East Valley can experience more ozone pollution. That's because the valley's slight breeze during the day goes in that direction, taking ozone with it. So if you're with me this far in the episode, you might be getting a little freaked out. We've got ozone here and particulate matter there, our air is dirty, and oh my gosh, the world is ending. Well, <laughs> cool it, hard charger. I've got some good news. Here's Aaron Jordan from the ADEQ. Um, you know, we have improved our air quality significantly since the Clean Air Act was, was put into place in the 70s. The Clean Air Act was first passed by Congress in 1970, and then amended and passed again in 1977 and 1990 to basically reduce pollution and harmful toxins and make the air safer. Erin showed me a graph on her computer. So you see this, this red line down here? Mm -hmm. Those are the emissions. That's the pollutants going down. The graph showed that since 1996, Maricopa County's ozone pollution has decreased by 9.2 percent. 
and our statewide emissions have gone down 62% since 1990. An Arizona Republic article from 2019 said most air quality experts attribute this decrease in pollution to two things. First, uh, today we add a long-awaited and long-needed chapter in our environmental history. The National Clean Air Act of 1990, passed under the George H.W. Bush administration. That was his voice, by the way. And we begin a new era for clean air. And second, advancing technology, namely more fuel-efficient cars. So the good news is we are improving air quality, which is great news. We just still have some work to do to make sure that we are being protective of public health with our air quality. So there you go. That's your good news. But it doesn't mean we're off the hook. Remember, we got an F rating from the American Lung Association. And even if we only hit unhealthy levels of air pollution every once in a while, it can still have severe consequences for those sensitive groups. So we should all be aware of how our actions affect the air quality. Everyone out there can do things to reduce the amount of pollution that they're creating, whether that's PM10, simply use a uh, broom instead of using that blower to blow all the leaves around. You can take mass transportation, bus, light rails, great uh, thing that you can take. Um, combined trips, just reduce the amount of times you're going to the store, you know, combine your whole trip together. Not only is it gonna save you gas, it's also gonna reduce pollution as well. Of course, there's always the suggestion of stop driving or ride your bike to work. And if you can make that work, great. But if that's not in the cards for you, maybe you can just focus on making your vehicle run cleaner. Um, and if you need a new car, you can always buy electric as well. And that's actually one of the programs that we have is we have an electrical vehicle rebate program where you can actually get $3,500 off a new Nissan LEAF if you are a qualified buyer. So that's one of the programs we're doing. Now, if you're more focused on just getting your old clunker through emissions, the ADEQ has a program for that too. Didn't pass your vehicle emissions test? Get back on the road with the Voluntary Vehicle Repair Program from the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. You can get up to $550 to help you with repairs. And if you keep a tidy lawn, the ADEQ also has a program to help you trade in your gas-powered lawnmower for an electric one. And finally, here's two quick and easy tips. First, fill your gas tank at night. That way, your gas fumes don't have sunlight to interact with to make ground-level ozone. And second, when you're stopped in your car for a while, whether you're picking up kids from school or you're hanging out with friends at Sonic, turn your car off instead of idling. Again, you don't want your vehicle fumes interacting with sunlight to make ozone. Also, if you want to monitor the air quality here in Metro Phoenix, you can download an app from the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality called Clean Air Make More. When you open the app, a flag appears showing the color associated with the air quality index. This will be helpful to know for anyone who is sensitive to air quality, which can also include people who are active outdoors. So. If you were planning on hiking and you see that the flag is red, maybe schedule for another day. And of course, spread all the knowledge you learned from this episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. The environment will thank you. Hey, it's me, Kayla again. 
Taylor, I had no idea about that program to help people whose car failed emissions. I wish I knew that because my old car did that many times. I know, it seriously is a really cool program. I didn't know about it, but I also wish I had in college when my old 98 Honda Accord definitely did not pass emissions. So yeah, would have been helpful back then. Where can people find more information on it? They can visit azdeq.gov forward slash car help. Well, that's it for today. If you like our show, please leave us a rating or a review on your podcast app. I see every review you guys write, and believe me, it makes my day every time. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.